6 o'clock. Always a good time to call Baird Brothers. Featuring fine hardwood since 1960. This is News Radio 570 WKBN, Youngstown. The following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia. Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA, SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. And uh, a lot of people with a lot of questions and uh, analysis uh, today about... A big down day on the stock markets, about 1,100 points down with uh, the Dow. John Arnold's, let's talk about the market today. What happens? Thoughts, please. Oh, man, we, we could run probably the show today for four hours, but uh, what a day. I, I got a smile on my face, and I know that's unusual for, for you to hear, definitely the clients and the, and the listeners, but uh, I, I've been waiting for the steam to let loose and, and getting some buys that I wanted to buy. When you got a market that's charging so hard, up, 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 you never get a chance to value buy. And, and I, I got to tell you, our stuff really held, held strong. XLB, XLI, Amazon was down a little bit. Uh, most of our positions, and, and not trying to brag here, just really didn't get that hurt. Market, the market went way farther down on the Dow, especially than John Arnold's portfolio. But it still took a beating a little bit. So, um, and then, you know, the Dow Jones, believe it or not, at one point crossed at 1,500 on the minus. So minus fifteen hundred, Ron, if you can believe that, and then it rallied up half of what it lost, and then I think it finished down somewhere at nine nine fifty. I think it was the last time I checked around three forty five. I just was disgusted with it, so I kind of uh, I headed out for the day on on that particular down. But what a crazy market to be down fifteen hundred points, rally back half. It was it went it rallied back as much as seven hundred, and then. And then, and I think it finished up in the high 900s as far as the down goes, I should say. I need to reword that. It, it, went, it finished down in the 900s. So, crazy day. But I, I want to alert you, and I'm sure you're aware, but most listeners, most investment advisors, especially myself, we don't have you in Dow Jones stocks. Dow Jones stocks are only 30 stocks. So you look at the SP 500 and you look at the NASDAQ, which, which also got really beat up, but it didn't get beat up like the Dow Jones. So don't get too excited and, you know, head for the hills and, you know, Armageddon's here and all that. It, it's just not one of those days today, and there's not really a strong catalyst behind it other than interest rate, uh, fear of interest rate increase. Uh, I think, you know, I think that you're seeing a little, I think you're seeing a little bit of pain from the retailers that no one's talking about getting hurt from Amazon. But other than interest rate increase and profit-taking, I didn't put weight. I didn't put much weight into today. I really didn't. All right. So what they say is that this is a, this down market around eleven hundred, incidentally, in the Dow. This down market is as a, as a result of uh, wages going up and in for the fear of inflation coming back. Fed raising mm-hmm. interest rates. The ten-year uh, note, which so much is based on car loans, home loans, and that kind of stuff potentially interest rates going up. So higher wages, bonuses that are giving out, the economy doing well, supposedly that's why the market tanked today because of the fear of inflation and the Fed raising interest rates. Despite the fact that uh, the companies the companies are all seem to be doing quite well as far as their earnings are concerned. Comment? 
you hit it on the head, but I, what they're not telling you is what's on the inside of the book. What's on the inside of the book, what the big fear is, is the, is the bond market. So when interest rates increase, bonds decrease. And Bill Gross and every other major bond investment person, portfolio manager, has been telling you for years here, bonds are dangerous, the bond market's going to implode one day. Well, you said it, and too. I, what's that? You said it, too. I've been saying it for three or four years, but I don't got the brains and uh, I don't got the degrees of Bill Gross, so I always borrow his. So I, uh, the bottom line is, is I, it, it, that's the big fear that no one's talking about. But if they release that news, you might see Armageddon. You might see people bailing in a three, 4,000-point drop. But I don't think that's what this is at all. I just think it's uh, – I think you want the truth. I think it's, I think it's an artificial reason to get, to, 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 to get some pump and dumps going. I think it's an artificial reason for big money to get some some immature investors out there that they're going to drop their their pants and 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 sell their good stuff so they can buy Amazon maybe below thousand they can buy ISRG in the mid three hundred something they're looking for they're looking for some some suckers to catch to catch their catch them with their pants down and buy these quality stocks that are reporting great earnings at a value they're going to short short it make money on the way down. They're going to bust them up, and they're going to and then they're going to buy on the, and they're going to buy at a value, and then the market's going to go up again, and they're going to make money on their backs both ways. That's what I think. That's an opinion, but that's what I think. So then, when it went down today, did you buy? No, I didn't. I think you got a couple more down days, but I'm I'm preparing to buy. Unless there's a catastrophic event in the next two days, I absolutely am preparing to buy. But you have to remember. Most of our people are completely, unless you're talking about my personal portfolio, but I'm a different animal. I trade. I'll, I'll buy CERS, which is a biotech uh, blood pathogen stock. Uh, I'll buy a son of a gun for three fifty, roll, uh, ride it up to four bucks a share, and then sell it for fifty cent gain and buy another, and then do it again ten thousand shares at a time, knowing that I could get hurt. So my portfolio is not definitely not in line with what I manage. But on our managed portfolios, I didn't. I didn't do a damn thing to our portfolio. As a matter of fact, I took our stop losses off. I think this is artificial, and I think that it's. Uh, I think anybody who sells now is a fool, and I think they're going to play in your emotions. And I'm not willing to. I'm not willing to bet my clients on it. I'm not willing to bet that my clients' portfolios on it to chance their money to, um, you know, media hype and 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 big players in the market trying to overhype it so they sell off. Well, talk a little bit about when you were saying you took the uh, stop losses off. Traditionally, stop losses are there, folks, as you would know, when the market is going down so that you don't write it down. That's a dangerous thing to do, John. What's your thinking? It is a very dangerous thing to do, and it actually goes against my my philosophical investment strategy, but there's time and place for everything. It's kind of like the equivalent of going, like if you're a, let's say if you're a Nick Saban and you're traditionally a conservative coach, but you feel like if I don't do this, the game's not going to be won, and you're willing to go for it on fourth and one on your own 40-yard line, sometimes there's a place and time for everything. So that's one of these situations today. So me being the coach, I say take the stop losses off, and I'll explain what that is. So we have parameters in, the, in our portfolios to guard against a severe market crash uh, as far as the clients losing more than X amount of percentage. All right. So what what I do what I'll what I'll do is I'll set a stop loss at twelve percent or higher depending on depending on the client. Uh each usually, the clients usually say, Twelve percent is good enough for me. Get me the hell out. And I have one guy that says, Hey, you're gonna 
you're going to be head faked. Put mine at 18%, but most of them 12%. We believe that's a good safeguard. I believe in an up market and a bull market, I could probably recover that 12% uh, in, in a relatively short amount of time. And that's, a, that's an opinion, by the way. And I can't recover a 40 or 50% loss in a short amount of time. So our clients say, well, you know, I won't, I won't take that risk and let's guard, let's guard the portfolio against a 12% stop loss or more. And I like that strategy because now we have discipline parameters. But every once in a while, like I did two and a half years ago, I take them off because I think there's a head fake going on, and that's what I think is happening now. I think we have this talk maybe April, the end of March, and I'll say, hey, Ron, remember our show at the beginning of February to where everybody's panicking and, you know, doomsday's here and Armageddon's here. I say, remember when I took the stop losses off and look at where the market's at now, climb back up to where it was, and I, will, I, should look like a, I should look like I know what I'm talking about at least. Now, could I look like a jackass in April and – and, and it fell another 12, 15%, and clients are looking at me cross. I like, why am I paying you to do this? Sure. That could happen. That's happened to me. It happened to me in 2015. But, um, well, you don't, you, don't, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day. It could have I another don't know major downturn. the next second, correct. Right. right. So you might, I mean, you're going to be watching this, I would assume, tomorrow. And if it continues to plummet down, taking the stop losses off might to be something you reverse. Correct. Correct. Like, let's say a bond blow up, a bond, you know, a major bond blows up, a bunch of corporates or a pension plan blows up that has a bunch of bonds in it. Now, and now you're talking turkey. Now I'm like, hey, let's shift everything to cash, maybe a little 10% utilities to catch some dividends and uh, some consumer staple stuff, high-quality stuff, and uh, we're going to set this party out. But, but that's not happening yet. And I refuse to, to buy into the media hype. I do. And I mean that respectfully, but I don't, I, I've been here before. I've seen Armageddon before, 2008, 2002. That is not what this is. I've seen media hype bull and bear markets. That is definitely what this is, is a media, uh, a media hype bear, bear, uh, I say head fake here. And uh, I think that, I think that big money is controlling it. I think that they say enough's enough. And, uh, you know, we, we're going to take our profits. We're going to short some stuff. We're going to make money on the on the on the folds that sell out, and I think that they're going to ride it and buy it, value buy it because the earnings are so strong. They know it's going to be back in six months, and they're going to do it on the backs of the of, of the common guy. And I and I'm just not willing to do that to my clients. So that's what I feel. And like you said, it's a complete guess. That's what I do every day, but it's an educated one. And, and this is an experienced, educated one. Uh, and I won't put my money where my mouth is. This is the craziness about the stock market. If you folks, if you can remember when oil prices went down, when you and I would have the discussion, hey, you know, if mm-hmm. I'm paying two dollars or two twenty-five, that's good for me. More money in my pocket. The stock market reacted negatively for that, and it's very similar to the, in, in this case. Sometimes good news for Joe Bag of Donuts is just bad news for the market. I mean, they, they're upset over over people's wages going up and the bonuses and a, and a strong economy creating inflation and what the Fed can do. That, I mean, so it's the same thing all over again. They're concerned, the, the market's concerned when Joe Bag of Donuts is doing well, basically. Well, there's, there's something more deeper mathematically going on here, and I hopefully, hopefully I can explain this a little bit simpler so the average bear can, 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 can understand this. And I don't mean that in any kind of disrespectful manner. So inflationary concerns are much deeper than you think. A lot of people, including myself, think 
the past seven or eight years of the bull market has been steadily artificially inflated by obviously low interest rates to where you can buy houses for petty, you know, nothing and cars and finance this and credit card companies were doing this and that as far as for people with great credit, their interest rate, their credit card interest rates are extremely low. Well, guess what? The ship has sailed. It's, we're here to normal life. And, uh, and, and another thing that's happened, if you notice, like, if you talk to bankers, the deposits that were coming in the money markets and savings accounting, checking accounts, and, and uh, CDs have been extremely low. Part of the reason why the stock market's gone up is because you've had more buyers and sellers. If you have no choice, and I, and I mean this, no choice to make money, but in the stock market, to keep pace with inflation, where is your money going to go? To a CD that's going to underperform and not keep pace with inflation? Or you're going to go against the grain and not do what you want, but to keep pace with inflation, you're going to buy maybe a, a quality stock investment portfolio like the Dow Jones or the S P 500. So the question is, if you're Joe Bag of Donuts, like you talk about, and you have a couple hundred thousand, and you need that to be worth what it's worth, it needs to be worth in, say, maybe five years, you can't go and invest it into a CD. It sucks. you got to go invest that money into something that you that maybe you shouldn't be doing, taking some risk, but you have to to get some dividends, to get some growth, right? So that particular, that particular inflation scare is there. That particular interest rate scare is there, and that's been artificially inflating the market. There's been more dollars going in the stock market than there normally has because people have nowhere else to go. So did I explain that good or decent? Yes, I yes, uh, I think I think you do. Um, so your strategy right now is uh, is taking the stop losses off. Are you and from your standpoint, are some of the things you're doing buying when the market is down? Yeah, but yeah. So it's for for new clients coming in with new money, yes. For people that have some cash on the side, yes. For for John Arnold, this is heaven. Me, I'll trade something. Like I said, 15, 20 times a week, uh, make five cents, ten cents on it, make make a quick eight hundred bucks. I'm out. Mm-hmm. But I'm a I'm a I'm an anomaly. I can do that because I because I, I, I know day traders and I'm one of them that have got burned and got destroyed. It's just the way I'm the way I'm built. But my, I can never do that to my clients because they'd fire me and I would lose my license. So majority of our clients, believe it or not, Ron, I'm staying the course. So if you're looking for, you know. Point blank, John, give me your answer. What are you doing with your existing portfolios? I'm going to tell you literally the exact same thing I've been doing for the past two years. We're going into industry. We're going into building materials. We're going into healthcare. We're going into medical devices. We're going to have some Amazon in there. And, and uh, every, you know, obviously, everything that has everything to do with infrastructure in the United States, which I've talked about before. And uh, I'm going to piggyback a little bit of utilities for the now. That's what I was uh, hearing today, and we want to talk about utilities when we come back, and we will. John Arnold is our guest. Seven two nine ninety nine seventy seven. You got any questions for John on today's market downturn? Seven two nine ninety nine seventy seven. Pick up the phone, give him a call. He'll be here tonight till seven. We'll be back right after this. Stay tuned. All right, the Storm Team 27 forecast brought to you by Cordy's. And for tonight, we're looking at a low somewhere around 15 or so. And for tomorrow, our high is going to be 28. About a 60% chance of snow starting around midnight. Could have an inch or two of snow. 
starting around midnight, you know, between midnight and uh, probably should uh, end prior to daybreak, an inch or two a possibility, 28 for the high tomorrow, 20 for the low. Then on Wednesday, another snowstorm comes through, could drop another three inches, maybe five inches in some place on Wednesday. Uh, 90% chance of snow, 30 for a high, 11 for a low. Right now, 20 degrees, News Radio 570 WKBN. All right, John Arnold is our guest. Let's go next. Uh, let's take Barbara's call. Barbara, you're on with John. Go ahead. Well, thank you for taking my call. I just have a question, and it's about real estate loans because of the market crash in 2008, okay? I have a son who just um, took four offers on a home in Denver. And he asked me to look over the contracts. Three of those contracts, the people put down less than 2% on the loans. You know, that means, you know, we're looking at this to see which one he should take. And uh, the home is over $300,000. They're putting down less than 2%. And um, their income, he knows two of these people personally, their income is not there. I'm kind of worried about another 2008-like crash because I know... I talked to several other people, and this is going on in Seattle, Denver, Nashville, some big markets. What do you think about that? I mean, it's kind of scary. Hmm. Well, that's some, I didn't want to interrupt you. Are you done, ma'am? Yeah. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, by the way, thank you for the call. It's a fresh. It's a fresh question. I love that. Usually, we get questions yeah. about gold and some other nonsense. So, well, thank you. Well, so, what, what's the um, answer? All right, here's the answer. So the uh, you're very well, you're very correct. So you, the credit markets are definitely loosening up more than, than, than we ever expected, in, including credit cards, uh, financing for vehicles, and then now uh, commercial loans and, and some other stuff is, yeah, it's definitely getting broader. Do I think we're near a, a real estate market crash? Absolutely not. Let me tell you the reason why. 2003... So 2008 is what caused 2008. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it's going to take a lot of these in 0% interest only loans with very liberal, and I mean this in a non political way, very liberal uh, banking analysis or underwriting analysis. So, like, I, I bought a building three years ago, I bought a home three years ago, and I, and came from, I bought another home three months from there in Palm Beach, Jupiter. Uh, within three months. So I spent a large amount of money within three months, and I had to give everything but a piece of my hair and some blood type to get approved, and that was with 20% down or more. So I'm glad to an extent that the average Joe is able to get financing on a home, but I will tell you from more realistic expectation, what you're seeing out there is there's a lot of us out there that I have a very high credit score, high income, that they're still they'll still coming over over us with a fine tooth comb, and I don't see a market crash imminent as far as real estate implosion and CMOs imploding. I just don't. I, I think that could happen if it continues to be uh, reckless. But and at the same time, um, I like is it a traditional bank? I like to know that's offering this or or a subprime lender, or, you know, a not so high quality lender offering this loan. And and I'll wait for your answer. Ma'am? Well, yes, yes. Well, I don't know who's making these loans because, you know, I'm just looking over the contracts that my friend right. sent me, you know, these four offers. And he took, of course, the highest. He got one at the last minute, much higher rate, and it's a VA loan. 
And um, the person, oh, did you say person, the VA loan? Well, no, just the last one. The first three oh, okay, okay. were not VA loans. The VA loan's all, probably the best one to take, though, wouldn't you? No, Great job. That's what he's taking. He's taking yeah. a VA loan. That's what I suggested to him. You don't need to have uh, any, really, anything down on a VA loan. I mean, it's a hell of a program if you're a veteran. Well, this since Denver is a real military area, this person was retiring from the military and has a job with the government. So, I mean, it was a good risk. You know, I mean, he he just didn't want the offer to fall through at the last minute. You know, because he's you know moving on. But the whole thing that gets me is these other people two percent down on a three hundred thousand dollar property, they don't have the income, and when I talk, I know the real estate person my son was using, I know her personally, and she said, this is going on in Denver where you can get a home at 2% now. It wasn't that way two years ago. You needed a good 10 or 20% and good, good job. Now she said they're loosening the credit up in Denver so more people can, can get homes, but it, it kind of worries me because that's not a big down payment, and these people are rather young with not a lot of income. Like I and, said, they, and they're going to owe a lot of money. What do you say? The house is 300000 300000 Well, yeah, he got over 300 the last offer that he took. Right, the home is three hundred, just over 300000 And uh, Now, where's he going? Or, well, now, why is he selling? Um, to make some money on it, and he's moving in with his mother-in-law and redoing her home and going to sell it. Oh, okay. Waiting for the wife to get a transfer. She's in management with Whole Foods. Oh, okay. Just waiting for her. Yeah, well, that's why. Mm-hmm. You can't turn it down because he made 160000 in eight years. Right. But then again, what will it cost him to replace the home? But he can move. She's waiting for a transfer. Oh. She's moving in with the mother-in-law, redoing that home, and, you know, there's... It's only a time. Let me ask you this question. Do you think it's mm-hmm. uh, for $160,000 and moving in with your mother-in-law? Which one is... Um... <laughs> I, I think I think he's kind of uh, reckless doing that, to be honest. But actually, he owned the home outright, so he's making more than... Good. But, I mean, that's a, his profit. But it just worries me because I... Right. Is it going to happen again? the last crash. You know, I mean, I had a home right. and I couldn't sell at the time and because people couldn't get loans. Good. A VA loan's a good thing. Uh, so th- thank right. you. But thank you. Thank you. All right. Back with John Arnold. We'll take more calls. 729-9977. You got a question for John? We'll be back after the headlines. Temperature 20. What a day. Low unemployment uh, numbers. Uh, wages going up and uh, 200,000 jobs created. Good news uh, for the economy. Bad news, though, on Wall Street's concerns over that people will take money and if interest rates go up, take it out of the stock market, put it back in the, into interest-bearing things where they feel it's a little bit safer. Comment on that, John? You think that's a possibility? Yeah, yeah, that is a possibility. But I, uh, to be honest with you, you know who the quarterback of this whole thing is? Not Trump, not Congress, not Senate. It's going to be the chair, the Fed chair. Yeah, it's a new guy uh-huh. too. Yeah, not Janice Yellen yeah. anymore. It's uh, and what are your thoughts just in general over? You know, it, it troubles me when things are starting to take off. Well, right away we want to, or the Fed wants to raise interest rates and kind of stymie the economy. We need the economy to take off and get good growth going. But it seems like they want to well, throttle it. Comment. Yeah, I agree. And there's there's so many so many philosophies that run through my mind on that. But then there's some even across the conspiracy line, which I sound like a little bit of a nutso, but I do believe that when the middle class starts to take on too much of the nice things of the upper class, 
gets, I think that they, they purposely put the gas pedal or they put the brake pedal on a little bit, and that could be one of these things. But I, uh, I, I think that overall um, that this is just nothing more than a profit-taking. This is nothing more than an excuse to, um, to, to get some things lower that people missed out on or, hey, things run up so fast, and, hey, we can make money on both sides shorting it and, and let it bottom out and catch it on the value because we think better days are ahead even. Yeah, well, they're going to catch it on that way too. So I think this has no fundamental value, this decrease. I don't. I don't buy, I don't buy into the BS. On on this is a, a inflationary uh, scare. That means that literally that means literally Friday Friday morning someone woke up and said, you know what? Today I just think that inflation is going to increase and interest rates are going to increase and that's just that. And then we're going to send the market down. Now, if you believe that, I got a whole bunch of oceanfront land to sell you in Tennessee. Really? What are you so looking to get awesome. out of that, John? Just What's kidding. That? What are you looking to get out of that land? <laughs> For you, I'll give you a good deal, $2 million. Oh. I, uh, uh, and, and in all seriousness, it's, just, it's, it's, all, it's all hype. It's, give me some fundamentals. Tell me, tell me the reason why Friday and today the market plummeted because some person thought in the media that this is going to cause an inflationary spark. It's not. It's not. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, but if they raise interest rates, they could, they could hurt well, the whole the economy. Word there you said is if, IF. Yeah. If it, if I hit the lottery, am I more? You know, tomorrow I'm a millionaire. It, it, I don't go on with this, and, and and neither do you. And and majority of investors that know what they're doing don't. They go on what is, and what is is the economy's kicking ass, and what is the stock market is ready to rock and roll again, and what is is inflationary concerns are coming, and interest rate increases are coming. But are they here yet? No. Are they close? Why not? Oh, well, talk uh, talk, talk a little bit about you were talking about energy stocks as a, I don't want to say a, a safer harbor. Talk about that. You know, I agree with you to that statement a little bit, uh, actually a lot. But energy stocks aren't what they used to be, man. They're just not. They're with green energy and wind and solar coming on strong. Saudis overinflating the market. Our natural gas as cheap as it is. I don't think energy stocks are safe play like they used to be, but do I think that they're a value buy right now? Do I think there's better days ahead for energy stocks that got beat up two and a half years ago? I do. I really do. Uh, could you get really hurt on that? Yeah, you could. But do I think gasoline prices are going to increase? I do. And that's not good news for you in the lawn care business, But and you, you, don't, you dislike that. But one of the rare things that you and I disagree on is that is I think that oil prices going up are good overall for the economy because, you know, it's, it's better margins for our guys out there on the oil fields. But I get it. I can, I can see your point and other people's point exactly when I'm filling up my tank for less dollars. I'm spending more money on the movies and going out to eat and buying more services and products for something else. So we're spreading the wealth that way. But honestly, it's, if, if energy is not able to make the margins they need to, they're going to lay off people. And that's that's not overall good because we're, you know, we've become the new energy supplier for the United States, thankfully. And, and I wonder, yeah, when you talk about energy prices going up, uh, even though we we are drilling in more than we've ever had, John. I mean, you know, we are we are definitely less dependent on Middle East oil than we have been in a long time. I mean, what's the any idea what the basis is on why prices should go up? If we're if we have all this oil in our own country and these other countries are still going, explain that to me because it doesn't make a damn bit of sense. 
I guess I'm trying to figure out your question here. Why why are energy prices going up even though we're even yes. though our supply is so yeah even our supply it's based on just pure trading it's based on based on commodity value which which to somebody who goes by common sense like I do and you do it's hard to make sense of but if the economy is rocking and rolling which it is and we're flying more and we're and we're we're, we're driving more which we are we're hauling more which we are right inevitably if you're a trader and and on the on the options in Chicago, and you think you can convince somebody that oil's worth more now because of that, you can run it up. You really can, as long as you have a buyer on the other side who sees your point. And that happens at millions of trades per, per minute. That's what I think is going on there. Do I think it has a fundamental reason underneath? No, I don't. I really don't. I think we're probably doing the same thing we've been doing as far as shipping and driving and, and flying as we've done for the past year and a half, to tell you the truth. Well, but why are they? Uh, uh, but why? why is it viewed that... Putting, uh, you know, going into the energy sector is a safer harbor. What's the thinking there? Just... Well, one, you got a dividend. It is also a need, not a want, meaning that it's something that's not going to go bankrupt, yeah, as opposed to, say, maybe a technology stock or a biotech stock, which is only as good as the, as the demand. Um, and, you know, unless everybody in the world stopped driving and flying, oil's here to stay, for now anyway, until it's obviously completely probably done in a hundred years, but that's a long time away. So it's looked at as like food. It's looked at as a utility. It's looked at as like a consumer, a need, not a want. And plus it catches a little dividend. So most energy stocks will have a one or two, up to maybe even a 4% dividend. Is, and I'm, I'm talking about the quality ones um, to, uh, to obviously attract an investor. So that's the reason why it's, it's a fundamental need in, in your living. Mm-hmm. We're talking with John Arnold. Let's uh, go to Jake, and uh, you got a question for John tonight. Jake, go ahead. Jake, yeah, um, yeah. Arnold, uh, this might be a little unusual. Uh, I was looking at different countries and that were in financial trouble, and um, Puerto Rico was one of them. But Jamaica uh, also, but I, I guess they're starting to pull out of this. And my question is this: They're offering a a bond for 6.9% interest. And I was wondering what you thought about that. If I'm totally off base, I appreciate you saying so. <laughs> and, and how would you go about buying their bonds anyway? Uh, you can buy their bonds on, on, on from any broker, like a Merrill Lynch or a Morgan Stanley, myself included. Um, and internationally, I would probably prefer that you. I mean, I would say I recommend probably Morgan Stanley, but um, you can buy them. As you know, and obviously, the more bonds you buy, the better the price you should get. But um, at six point nine percent, I don't know, man. That sounds like a junk bond to me. It sounds pretty high risk. Um, if you're looking to uh, risk, take that kind of risk, I say go for it. But I would, I would find out what the underlying bond, uh, you know, is for as far as. Uh, where, where the revenue is coming from, who's rating the bond. And uh, I will also tell you the international bonds are very scary. You better know what you're doing. Let me put it this way. I have the ability to sell an international bond and a license to. I would never do it because I don't know enough about the international market or trust it. So I would hire a fund manager to buy a portfolio of international bonds for me. So I, I, I'm sorry to give you the runaround answer to your question, but hopefully no, you, you answered my very question. Stay away from it, because I have no idea what I'd be doing anyway. I appreciate okay. you uh, answering my question. 
You're very welcome. Thanks for the call. All right. Thank you. Let me uh, move on here. All right. 729-9977. If you got a question for John Arnold, 729-9977. John will be with us till 7 o'clock tonight. 729-9977 about today's uh, down day on the market. Uh, and once again, John surprises me by, you know, when you look at these down days, he takes the stop losses off. Uh, which is a risky move, John. I mean, into, you know, that you can be a hero or a zero based on that, right? I've been both, yeah. And um, you really could. I could end up looking like such an idiot here. But uh, I just I don't think that anybody with a brain that's managing money is going to say, you know, let's keep the stock market, the stop losses on with a 1,500-point down. I mean, it, on the downside, I mean, that's definitely an artificial trigger, especially with no fundamental callus. We have... We have we have companies reporting record earnings today. Correct. Record earnings. This isn't this isn't AIG going out of business in General Motors and Merrill. This is a great day for our for for our market. And for it to go down minus fifteen hundred is on basically fear and fear gauge. You know that's artificial. It's like come on. So so anybody who knows what they're doing as far as managing money has definitely pulled out the stops. Because if not, you're going to artificially sell your people out. They're going to get horrendous. They're going to get killed on, on profit they missed or maybe even digging in the principal getting hurt. And they're going to look at you and be like, well, you call yourself a money manager. What are you doing here? So, you know, we'll see what happens. I could end up being, in, you know, looking like a jackass. But um, I, I don't think I'm wrong on this one. I really don't. I'm very passionate about my stance. I think that if you have money on the sidelines, this is a great opportunity for you to get in. I mean, the United States is going to be charging hard, and it's going to charge harder. Uh, and if you're someone willing to take risk and get up some upside, you just got to get from God today. You got to, you and, and Friday, they just gave you some coupons to buy into the stock market of of stock market that's roaring. Think about that. Mm-hmm. So right now, if they were selling milk for a dollar a gallon, how many gallons would you get if you you know without spoiling the milk? And I would say there'd be a lot of people lining up to go to Giant Eagle or whatnot. And that's what we have here at the market. Yeah, you'll be watching carefully, I'm sure, tomorrow. Let's go to uh, Alec in uh, Poland. You're on with John Arnold. Go ahead, sir. Hey, guys. Sorry, called in last week. I was talking about, you know, if I should pull anything off the table with a correction. Well, here we are a week later. Right. What's your comment? Did you pull it off? I did. Uh, I took a little off the table, but then I bought right back in today on this dip. Um, Give me your thinking. Uh, I, I mean, when did you take it off the table, and then when did you buy back in, and what areas did you take it off, and what areas did you, what what did you buy back? I just trimmed a little off of um, you know some of my my high flyers, some of the text, um, and then I pulled back in today with some Citibank with the um, interest rates going up. You know that whole basket of the financials they all got tanked. Got in with those. Um, it's got a little bit more AT&T and uh, pull the trigger on some Amazon. So you bought today. Will you feel it was a buying opportunity uh, today? Yeah, you know, I did. I, I don't want to wake up tomorrow morning. And uh, I saw a nice chart today where uh, some technical analysis, I mean, um, some computers sold off, and it, it literally touched the line to the penny of each dip in the S&P 500 over the last two years. And that was enough for me to say I this is these these dips don't come around that often. This is how you make money. John, comment. Well, there's a guy who knows what he's doing. I know him personally, by the way. He's an excellent investor, and um, I uh, 
and I saw the one thing I, I, Alec, is did you just not buy Amazon? Or did you buy more Amazon? Yeah, I just got it today. I've been watching it go uh, up since about four hundred bucks. I've been watching it on the way. And you're not going to get them all, but you know, today yeah. was the day I finally decided just for you to. You on AT and T, by the way. But I, um, all right. Well, that's good. I think you're. I think it's a good buy. Amazon at this price. I mean, obviously, could have got a lot better by, but I think uh, if this is a pure guess. Don't go buying because John Arnold said this is just a, just a, a senseless prediction. I think Amazon's a three to five thousand dollar stock. I do not think it's going to split. They don't need to split, and uh, I think you have a good buy there regardless. On um, now, now what are your comments? He bought the financials. I thought that was a good strategy. Did you strategy. buy XLF or did you just buy an individual equity like City? City. That's good, and then um, and then any other financials, equities, or you just we pull, you just plowed in the city, just city. Yeah, they're okay. you know they're um, they've got good uh, price to book value. Um, they're actually below one, you know. So you know, just their their book no, value. No, that was alone. the right one. You you bought the right one. I just I just wanted to know if you bought any others. I um nope. And then um, what else? So anything else that you bought in? For the listeners? Not, not today. Um, okay. th- those three. Yeah. Pulled the trigger on those. Ron, he, he, he touched on something. And were you talking about the 50 day or the 200 day moving average in relation to your, your tax? Caller? Oh, it, yeah. It was, um, you know, it, was, it wasn't even the 50 day or the 200. It was just, you know, each, you know, dip in the market since 2015. I mean, uh, so it, you were it just tracking it one for one. Yeah, I mean, it was to the scent. Yeah. So that was beautiful what you did there. So I, uh, so what he's talking about is he, he bought on the resistance and he's taking a bet on he thinks that the bottom's in on some of those things. And even, even if it's not, it's relatively pretty close. And he thinks that's a, that's a value buy and it's a home run. He's, he's get, so he's buying those techs uh, with coupons. Would you agree with that, Alec? Yeah, absolutely. That's that. You know, I was going to wait. You know, I was going to do something this morning, but I, you know, I saw the futures this morning. They were just way too low for me to to want to step in. And then, you know, I, you know, when I see the market, I mean, we still came up eight hundred points today. Yeah, you, know, you got to look at Thank it that you way too. That. So I mentioned at the beginning of the program, and I don't know if the list like anybody who's like stock market savvy out there listening to the show, or or it's a guy like you, like that in itself is crazy. The market did a 23 to 2400 point, uh, basically channel today. Between the, the upside and the downside, it made 2400 points was moved today in the stock market on the Dow Jones. Wrap your head around that. Wrap your head. What a wrap it, well, well, let me put it this way: uh, the market went down to a low of 6500 in 2008. The Dow Jones did, and a 2400 point move would have represented almost a 42% of the entire Dow Jones. That happened today in just in a matter of four hours or, or five to six hours. So that was an amazing move, and I understand why you, you did what you did, but you're right. That goes to show you how manipulated it is, Ron. Mm-hmm. How manipulated? How could that damn market recover more than 50% in milliseconds? And it's because of computerized trading. And that's why I tell people, be careful, because you don't know who's on the other side there. That can, they're, they're making trades way faster than your brain can process trades. Think about that. That computer is making trades faster than you can process it, the human brain. So with that said, be careful. 
Um, he sounds Alex, pretty sharp your, to me. Hopefully you got your gift card. I know we sent you a shirt. Hopefully they sent yeah, you a thanks, gift guys. card out. Yeah. Hey, guys, take care. Uh, I'll, I'll get off and let another call on. Later. All right, bye-bye. bye-bye. All right. Uh, I mean, he, he, he's not your average bear. He seems like he's pretty Oh, man, sharp. let me tell you something about that. I know that guy. He's a stud in every way. He 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 could outperform most most of the Edward Jones guys that I know. Actually, all of them, all these you know, so-called financial advisors, he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's 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 everything you think he is. All right, hang so, on, hang on there. We'll, hang on. we'll come back with more in a minute. We'll pause here. Six fifty-one. John Arnold's here till seven tonight. News Radio five seventy WKVN. On a tough day on the markets, or was it maybe a buying opportunity? We'll be back after this. And the Storm Team 27 forecast brought to you by Cordy's. We are looking at a low tonight uh, down to uh, around 19 degrees. We are at uh, 20 right now. Tomorrow, 60% chance of uh, AM snow, usually around midnight, you know, from midnight through about 5 or 6 in the morning. Maybe an inch or two. 28 will be the high, 20 will be the low. Then uh, snow coming in on Wednesday, maybe 3 to 5 inches. On Wednesday, 30 for a high, 11 for a low. 30% chance of snow Thursday, 40% Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Highs around 25, 28, and 34 by the end, uh, by Saturday and Sunday. It's 20 right now, News Radio 570 WKBN. And to Ron Verb, we're talking with John Arnold's uh, here tonight. He is. Uh, with uh, J. Arnold Wealth Management on News Radio 570 WKVN on, uh, on an, an interesting day in the market. If tomorrow starts out and it starts downward or goes downward, uh, that's a, what a different scenario on how you'll react to it. Or I know you'll be watching it prior to the market opening, right? Oh, I will. I'll be watching the futures internationally tonight. I'll be watching the futures tomorrow. Um, I suspect maybe another couple hundred points down to, and, and, and maybe even at the end of the day finishing up um, or, or even be a neutral setting up for maybe a uh, setting up for maybe a foundational bottom for, for people to get back in. Uh, but I, to answer your question directly, I'll definitely be watching it. Will John Arnold make changes? Probably not. Matter of fact, it's probably a 99% chance that I do nothing tomorrow I won't buy in uh, and I probably won't and I almost guarantee I won't sell anything unless I'm forced to alright let's take so, a couple of calls alright so let's take a couple of calls uh, Kevin you're on with John Arnold how you doing hello Mr. Arnold is this Kev yeah how you doing what up BK how you doing I'm alright thanks for calling uh, I just wanted to call you and thank you for the uh, shirt and the uh, gift card Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised. That's a nice shirt. Yeah, you, 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 it would have to be an XX, XXX, XXXX. <laughs> That's not X. true, man. That's not true. Well, <laughs> Kevin's all that. He's good. He's all right. Good. I mean, you know, uh, I listen to you every week. I just haven't had time to call you. And I'll be coming to see you in June, like I said. Like oh. in my settlement right. for Delphi. All right, hey, man, we just Let me ask you one quick question. Right. I'll hang up. Go ahead. Go ahead. The board is down to $10. $10. Now, would that be a good investment? Ford? You know, I can't, I can't yeah. recommend that on the radio, but let me tell you in a broad what I would say. I would say that there's probably more down to go. Okay, more. Keep yeah. your eye on it. Keep your eye on it. You wouldn't get hurt at 10, but I think you maybe look, there's a better bargain out there is what I, that's what I would tell you. All right, Kevin. 
See you soon. Thanks for listening, Kev. All right, Ray, go ahead with John Arnold's question here tonight. Hey, John, it's Ray. I got a quick question, and the question is, how long do you think this extreme volatility will last? Is it going to be weeks? My, just your, your opinion. Weeks, uh, just a guessing, man. I think, I think you're going to see it at the end of February, middle of March. I think it's over. I think you're okay, right back to the bull market, middle of March. As soon as they figure out what they're going to do with the debt race, you know, the debt and the budget, I think we'll, uh, it should help to straighten it out. All right. Thanks, John. All right. Thanks for listening. So a roller coaster, you said, till, in your opinion, February and March? Yeah, I think February and March, you're going to see a lot of volatility, like up and down. If you're a day trader, this is heaven for you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I definitely see a lot of nervousness and a lot of, a lot of players playing people for the next six weeks. And uh, sure. just as a true guess, just to throw a dart to the wall, I think middle of March. All right. So Mark, you'll probably see it stabilize. Where do you find John Arnold's office? What's the phone number? How do we get a hold of you? All right. Free consultations, 330-965-9890. Again, free consultation. You can check out our website at www.jarnoldwealth.net. Excuse me, jarnoldwealth.com. And then you can check out our Facebook page and uh, learn about us that way. And uh, as always, I look forward to uh, helping anybody that you know needs our help. Give us a call. Maybe 2018 is the year you decide for yourself that it's time to get a financial guy on your side to see what you're doing as far as your investments and what his game plan is for yours. John Arnold would like you to consider him. The phone number, once again, right there in Canfield on Star Center Plaza is... 330-965-9890. And again, no pressure, free consultations. Thank you, John. Appreciate you Thank being you. with nice us. Show. All right, so we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow with the markets. And of course, John Arnold's with us Monday night, 6 o'clock on News Radio 570 WKVN, and we appreciate him. Come on, he's here every Monday night at 6. Stay tuned for the news next at uh, 7 o'clock. Sean Hannity to follow. Ron Verb, News Radio 570 WKVN on a chilly looking uh, Monday night. We're at 20 degrees right now, and snow on the way around midnight tonight, and more snow on the way for Wednesday. Son of a gun, just when I thought it was over. All right, have a pleasant evening, everybody.